Hey everybody, it's uh, Brad Horton. I am pastor of Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Temple, Georgia. And uh, you can uh, view our services on Facebook if you go to Facebook and search for Mount Carmel Baptist Church Temple. And uh, we have a website, mcbaptistchurch.net, or you can link to that. And also you can find sermon outlines if you're interested in that. Um, today's episode um, is, I want to talk about uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15. Uh, what has become an epidemic, I suppose, in much of modern day evangelical churches, if I could use that terminology, but what has become epidemic in the church today is a lack of serious discernment of biblical truth. I'm not uh, I'm not referring to different interpretations of a particular passage. I know that you can come to a different conclusion about certain passages, which are secondary disagreements and not um, fundamental disagreements, such as you know the atonement or the virgin birth, the blood of Christ, and so forth. Um, but I'm talking about a lack of discerning within the body of Christ and is primarily being fueled from a weak leadership in the church. There's, there's way too much entertainment going on within modern-day evangelical churches. And I don't even know if I should use that term evangelical. I don't even know uh, how that's defined anymore. It's changed over the course of the years. But nonetheless, and speaking of the American church, in churches in America, um, we have seen a, a seriously defunct, uh, lack of spiritual leadership, biblical exposition and teaching of the word. And there's hundreds of YouTube clips you could find and video clips of, of uh, charismatic type, prosperity type gospel preachers that <laughs> take a verse of contact out of context and and go off a diatribe of um, of um, feel good psychology type preaching. If I can even try to define it, it's very difficult to even define it. But in the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, this is his last letter that he wrote. He wrote it from prison, awaiting his. Uh, execution because of his disobedience to civil authorities. He was preaching the gospel. He was arrested for that. He was writing to Timothy, who was, according to uh, chapter 1, verse number 6, he was greatly concerned about him because he said, For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands, and verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a power 
and of love and discipline. So under the pressures of the threats of persecution, Timothy was tended to be wavering a little bit as <laughs> and sure some of us would be uh, as well. Given that, we have um, a, a serious lack of biblical discernment in the church. Um, I'm not going to put it in the category of heresy, but I am going to say that there is a, a lack of biblical discernment in the, w- within the confines of of our churches, and we 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 come into church a lot of times. At least um, this is my assessment. And then we we have a preconceived notion, a preconceived idea of what we want the text to say. Not us coming in and saying, "Lord, what does the word have to say to me, and how?" Will it make me more like you? And that's from a a serious lack of biblical exposition from the pulpit, from the elders, from the leaders in the church. One thing the pandemic has done for us in our church, and it has removed a lot of the external things that we were doing, which there was really nothing wrong with that. But what it has done, it has, it has removed all of that. And since June, we have met for Sunday school at 9.30, worship service at 10.30, one big class for Sunday school, worship at 10.30. We've seen 19 people join and be baptized. And we have four to six more in waiting that we are planning to do. And man, that's just the the power of the word of God being proclaimed, being taught, being uh, heralded, and nothing else. And it, man, this is what it is. Uh, this is why that when you go to a church, if you're looking for a church and you go to a church and it is more like a a production, then I would be very, very weary of that. So Paul wrote, anyway, I say all that to at least get to this point. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy, this letter of encouragement, this letter that warns of difficult times to come. That's chapter 3. Uh, and also chapter four, the the heralding command to preach the word in spite of circumstances. But in chapter two, verse 15, this is an important uh, verse of scripture. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. If you if you mark in your Bibles, you will want to underscore handling the word of truth. And that comes from study. That comes from reading the scripture. 
that comes from looking up words, understanding context, understanding historical context, cultural context. You know, we all of that. When you read Second Timothy, when you when you read it in and have in mind that this is Paul's last letter that he's writing to a young minister and in the midst of uh, severe threats of persecution and his, his main uh, reason and his main point is to be faithful because God is faithful. And he tells Timothy, he said, study, be diligent to show yourself approved. You not to be ashamed of what you believe, but you need to accurately handle the word of God. And that's what I've learned. I've been in the ministry for 20 plus years. and Man, I wish I'd know then what I know now. I suppose we all could say that. But uh, what I have learned about the scripture is that there are hard sayings. Um, There are tough sayings in scripture. There are difficult passages of text that we come across that are hard for our human minds to comprehend. Um, The doctrine of, 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 of eschatology, of end times, there's, you know, there's, there's a, difficult things to to work through there things we often don't understand and a lot of different interpretations and we come to passages about suffering we come to passages about god's sovereignty we come to passages about um you know god allowing entire nations and women and children innocent people because of innocent in the side of well how we look at innocence and we see how that he you know, just destroys nations and, and, uh, man, those are, those are tough passages to put our arms around. But here's the key to that. And here's what I've learned is that when we study the word of God, when we understand context, when we look up words and understand their meaning, we read the entire chapter or, or entire verses of a particular chapter or the entire book and get the historical, the cultural context around it. We have to come to the conclusion that what the Word of God says is what it means. And sometimes what it says kind of conflicts with what we've always heard. And it sort of conflicts with what we've always, you know, kind of believed in that sense. It doesn't mean you were a heretic or you're wrong. It just simply means that you aren't taking your own personal views <laughs> into what you want the God, word of God to say and what it says. And, and rightly handling the word of God for me as a as an elder, pastor, bishop, that word. Um, I like to be called Bishop sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, for me, the significance of every time I step into the pulpit and I open up the word of God 
and I began to expound upon the word that there's an enormous amount of responsibility to that. It's very weighty. Uh, it is very difficult because I don't want to be wrong. And sometimes there's <clears throat> passages of scripture and, and that we come across that traditionally we may have always thought this way and, and the word of God tends to lead us in a different direction. First um, Timothy chapter three, qualifications of elders and deacons come to mind. You know, we kind of have something we've always heard and then that, uh, but we begin to look at the scripture and we may see things aren't like that. In other words, particularly on the subject of divorce, you know, I won't get into that, but that's just one of those things that comes up. Um, so handling the word of God, so I have a responsibility to, to proclaim the word, to preach the word. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm comfortable as, as Timothy was. Um, and sometimes I, I get a little uh, timid, I suppose. Um, and that's why he wrote this to Timothy. He said, he said, a kindle afresh the gift of God. I know the word of God's true. And I know that no matter what I already have in my mind, what I read is absolute, infallible, and errant scripture. And sometimes that conflicts with me. But I'm wrong, and the word of God is not wrong. Handling the word of God. And you have to study to do that. If you're a teacher, remember what James 3 says, you know, don't many, don't, many of you wish to be teachers, you know, masters and so forth, because you're going to be held into account for that. Well, every time I step in the pulpit, I understand that principle. It's weighty. It's troubling. And that's why no matter uh, the, the current cultural popularity, I'm going to teach the word of God for what it says. I'm going to give an account for that. So that's sort of my um, little tidbit today. Uh, handling the word of God accurately and, um, and truthfully. And no matter what, even in the culture that that doesn't uh, doesn't like it, doesn't matter. The word of God is is correct and is right. And as a pastor, I, I want to handle that correctly. So I put a great deal of of uh, prayer and thought concern into teaching the word of God, and so should all of us. God bless.